from him who is Lord, even over our death, be all grace and mercy and peace. Amen. Our text for this evening is from Colossians chapter 1, verses 13 and 14, where it says, Jesus has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of our sins. This is our text. Jesus is Lord. That's the simplest way to put it. It's the best way to put it. He's Lord over all things. He's Lord over life. He's the Lord of love. He's the Lord of heaven and earth and everything in between. He is the Lord of everything that's seen and even everything that's unseen. He is the Lord of the past. He's the Lord of the present. He's even the Lord of the future. He is the Lord of everything that is yet to come. We can make no mistake about it tonight or any day of our lives. Jesus is Lord. In fact, those three words, Jesus is Lord, was one of the earliest Christian confessions. Jesus is Lord. Those who knew Jesus, the ones who understood his mission, the ones who believed his message, insisted that he wasn't just a teacher, that he wasn't just a leader, that he wasn't just a worker of wonders. The earliest Christians and every true Christian ever since has believed with their hearts and confessed with their mouths these three words. Jesus is Lord. How about you? It's easy to say that when everything's going well and right, isn't it? In our lives, it's easy to say, Jesus is Lord when the sun is in the sky, the birds are singing, and everything is right with the world. At those kinds of times, we, we gladly, we naturally confess that Jesus is Lord. What a wonderful Savior we have. But as you know, you know as well as I do that those times in life are sometimes pretty rare. Life isn't as it should be. God's good creation has been subjected to another master, another ruler, another Lord. And it's to this Lord that all of us, every single one of us, bow in a very helpless kind of submission. I'm talking about the dark Lord, death. And no, this isn't just Star Wars. This is the dark Lord, death. His reign begins all the way back in the beginning with the sin of our first parents when they ate of the fruit of the tree and death entered the picture. It entered the scene. And so that death now encompasses all people of every time and of every place. The dark Lord death rules the earth and it rules everything in and around and over and under the earth. It doesn't matter if you're rich or poor. It doesn't matter if you are weak or powerful. It doesn't matter if you're famous or very common. Despite our most valiant efforts, despite the most wonderful wisdom of the smartest people in the world, nothing can outwit or outsmart or outlast death. 
Tonight is Good Friday, and if Good Friday is anything at all, it is a clash of lords. It's an epic battle. It's a a grand, a great confrontation between two lords, the Lord of the world versus the Lord Jesus Christ. And on this night, Jesus went head-to-head with death itself. On a day like today, on a night like tonight, we cannot sugarcoat it. The ruler of this age is mighty, he's powerful, he rules over us, he has a claim on all of us, and unless the Lord Jesus returns first, he's going to have his way with every single one of us. We will die. Which makes me wonder, have you thought much about your death? I was telling our Rooted Experience group the other night, the first time that it really dawned on me that I was going to die, I was in fourth grade sitting in the back left corner of the room and the teacher started talking about heaven and I thought, wait a minute, in order to get to heaven, I'm going to have to die. And suddenly tears were streaming down my face. I was confronted with that reality. When was the first time that you were confronted with that? You know, we generally avoid the subject. We don't like to think about it, but sometimes it comes up just like it did for me that day in fourth grade in that back corner of the room. Sometimes the whole idea of death is thrust upon us. So you attend a funeral and you begin to think about your own. What are they going to say about me at my funeral? Who's going to show up? Who's going to speak about me? What will they say about me? Or you have a near-death experience, you know what, maybe an accident or something, or maybe you're in the hospital, and you realize that your funeral could have been just a few days away, and so you go through this time of deep depression, and life becomes almost unbearable, and you can hardly see a way forward. It's a little kind of death that we suffer in this world. And it's at times like that that our own death comes to mind and and we can't help but wonder all those different things. I know it's a sobering thought. Isn't it much easier, much neater, much more comfortable to ignore it, to kind of push it aside, to ignore our impending death? Because those kind of contemplations, those kinds of thoughts, those things that we think about, make us uneasy. They make us uncomfortable. We don't like to think about them in those deep, dark moments in the middle of the night. Who wants to think about that? But I don't think you came here tonight to skirt around that issue, to skirt around the most important matters in all of life. No, you came here tonight because some of these things have to be discussed. Some things have to be considered. Some things, like death, have to be faced. Well, that's what the Lord Jesus was doing on Good Friday, and that's why we are here tonight. On this day, about 2,000 years ago, the Lord Jesus came face to face with death, and it was a frightening thing to behold. And it was frightening for a number of different reasons. First, it was frightening because Jesus' death was painful. 
that whip of the hand across his face by one of the soldiers, the scourge of the whip down his back. It had to hurt. It had to be painful. The crown of thorns, the weight of the cross, the pierced hands, the dry mouth, the struggle to breathe. Make no mistake about it, Jesus' death was very, very painful. And not only was it painful, it was also humiliating. Think about it. First, there were those false charges that came against him with no evidence to back him up. Then as we heard a little while earlier, those mocking soldiers put a crown of thorns on his head and a purple robe around him. And the shame then of standing before crowds with hardly any clothing on whatsoever. And the jeers and the taunts and the challenges. He saved others. Why can't he save himself? Jesus' death was humiliating. But even worse than the pain, even worse than the humiliation, was the separation. The crowds that had followed him on Palm Sunday that waved their palm branches were long gone. The disciples who promised they would be with him all the way to the end had fled away. They were nowhere to be seen. His own people knew him not and they cried out for his own death, crucify him. And when he finally hung on that cross, suspended between heaven and earth, he was forsaken, not just by people, not just by human beings, but he was forsaken by his own Father, by the Heavenly Father. And he gave up his spirit. And there on Golgotha, Jesus was completely, utterly, absolutely alone. Isn't that what makes death so very scary? It's that separation. It's what makes us avoid thinking about our own death. It's, it's a frightening thing to consider facing the great unknown all by ourselves. When we think about Jesus' death, we don't think very much about his reign as Lord. Can you imagine looking at Jesus suspended from a cross and thinking, that man is a Lord. He's Lord over all. But there was so much more that met the eye in that epic clash on Good Friday. And the more is this. In his death, Jesus was the reigning Lord over my death, over your death, over our death. In fact, that's what Paul wrote to the Galatians. He said, I have been crucified with Christ. That's what he told them. And so Paul was saying, I was there. He was saying, you were there on the cross, not physically. Jesus hung there, hurt and alone. But the miracle of the gospel is that through faith, we were there too. His pain was our pain. His humiliation was our humiliation. His separation was our separation. His death was our death. And in joining our suffering, his suffering to ours, he reigned For us, as Lord. That's how he brought death under his submission. That's how he conquered the greatest enemy. Through his death, he won life for us. And the result is this. Jesus is Lord even over my death. 
Do you realize what that means? It means that in our baptism, we were connected to the death of Jesus. It means that we've already died. It means that you have already died. So when we think about Jesus' death, we are really thinking about our own death. And when we look at Jesus' cross, we really see our own cross. And when we hear that tomb slam shut, we hear our own tomb closing for good. Through this death, Paul wrote to the Colossians, he has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved son. That means that in our baptism, we have already been delivered. And so we do not fear. We do not cower. We do not pay homage or bend our knee before the Lord of this dark death. Now, that doesn't mean that he doesn't still make us uncomfortable. He certainly does. The sting of death in this world still remains. Death will continue to claw and scrape and do whatever it can until Jesus, the Lord Jesus, returns again in glory. And death will get his pound of flesh, probably even our pound of flesh. But we will never experience that complete separation that is eternal death. And neither have our loved ones who have already died trusting in Jesus. Neither they nor we will ever feel the pain or the humiliation that Jesus suffered on that first Good Friday. And so their sins and our sins have already been removed. We are clean. We are washed whiter than snow. In Christ's death, we have already died. And through faith in him, we are already rising at the command of our Lord, Jesus Christ. So tonight on this Good Friday, we confess that good news. We say it with our mouths. We proclaim the gospel of Jesus simply and surely with hope in our hearts, with true hope, with solid hope, with expecting hope. The Lord death no longer reigns, for Jesus is Lord even over my death. Amen.